0: The Latter-day Lives Podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the Latter-day Lives Podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am your host. This is episode 17 and we have got an incredible guest for you. Ben Taylor uh, is pretty well known with his uh, YouTube channel, which has had a lot of views, but recently he had an experience that just took things to another level. And he tells such a beautiful story that uh, I'm just very, very excited to share this with our audience. So that's coming up with Ben Taylor and this week in my latter day life. Wow. Do I have an exciting announcement to make? So we'll save that for the end but a couple of cool things that are happening with the show. So be sure to stay tuned at the end for that. And I also want to thank uh, all the great comments we had from last week's episode with the guys from Word on the Main Street. That was a really, really fun episode, and we just got some great, great feedback. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for listening. And without any further ado, here is this week's conversation. week on the show we have a very special guest, a different guest than what we have normally had because we've had a lot of of actors, a lot of people in media, and our guest today is in media but in a little bit of a different way and has a cool story to tell. Ben, Taylor, how are you?
1: I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I don't know if uh, my story is as interesting as as the folks you've had, but uh, but I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) It's an amazing story and I'm excited for our Listeners to get to hear it because it is an awesome story we get to tell tonight. Uh, we are in Ben's home, which is fun. Uh, interesting because last week was the first time I recorded outside of my home in Linden. And now we are recording uh, in Ogden. So this is my second week in a row recording in Ogden. So... Mm-hmm. I must have a, an affinity for Ogden now.
1: Yeah, you must. Uh, there's a lot of interesting folks up here, so yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see who good. else you can find up here.
0: Oh, it's good. good to be here. Glad glad to be here in your home. Um, so Ben, before we get into kind of where you've reached a, a level of fame, as it were, lately, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up and your life?
1: Um, well, I grew up here in Ogden, well, South Ogden. Yeah. Um, So I've been here most of my life. I I went to high school here. I went to Weber State University, Uh, graduated from there with a bachelor's and a master's degree. Oh, really?
0: What were your degrees uh, in?
1: I I went into communication. It's the cop-out degree. It's it's when you can't think of anything else to major in, so you go into communication. So I went into that, and then I got a master's in um, uh, professional communication. So it's kind of like a hybrid between an MBA and um, marketing and... um, Communication and and uh, social media and, and all kinds of cool new upcoming communication.
0: So, so that kind of ties a lot of things together now that we're going to talk about. So that's pretty cool. Um, what were you hoping to do with with those degrees?
1: Uh, hang them on my wall and say that I had a degree, so that someone <laughs> would hire me. <laughs> I never really knew what I wanted to be uh, growing up. Well, I, I mean, there was just there were so many things that I wanted to be that I didn't want to major in one thing at the expense of you know, not going into something else. And yeah. I figured I, I changed my mind a lot. So I figured I just need a degree. <laughs> so that's, that's how I ended smart, up. Smart,
0: smart move. So going back to growing yeah. up, uh, what, uh, tell me a little bit about your family. You have siblings.
1: I do. I have a lot of siblings. I'm the oldest of, uh, seven kids. Wow. So here's what's interesting. I'm a twin. Oh I have, my. I have a twin sister, so you won't see another one of me running around. Yeah. Um, but then I have two twin brothers
0: Oh no, kidding!
1: So then, my mom's a twin, and my grandma's a twin. So there's a lot of twins in our family.
0: I, so I was unaware that there was a genetic turn like that. That it was that it that it could run in families uh, that apparently. way. Apparently, apparently <laughs> there
1: is. Holy cow! So my wife's pretty frightened that she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna have to carry <laughs> twins sooner or later.
0: So was that tough uh, when you're when you're engaged? Explaining, hey, good chance, good chance, we got twins coming at some point.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if it was a if it was a selling point or not. If it was a deal breaker, but uh,
0: that is but, really but funny. Wow,
1: my, my wife was a little concerned.
0: So, of the seven kids, four are twins.
1: Yeah, number, wow, the that majority is a, of our, majority of the kids in our family are twins.
0: That is amazing. Well, it's. Uh, well, it's kind of funny though. I have seven kids. When you said seven kids, I immediately went, "Holy cow, that's huge." You know that's like <laughs> Now I remember that I do have seven, so that's that's pretty great. So growing up, uh your family members of the church? Mhm, yeah. Yeah. So you grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. And uh all through high school, what was what was kind of your were you always interested in media things like that?
1: Yeah, I was the I was the guy who was uh Always hanging out in the video production room. I was the one running around with the camera, making videos for assemblies and um, making dorky videos with friends in our back in our backyard. So, yeah, that was me. I, I wasn't I wasn't the popular kid. I was uh, I swam in high school. I, I'm I'm a tall guy. I'm six seven. So everybody asked me if I if I played basketball. I didn't. I, I did the other thing that tall people are good at, which is swimming.
0: Swimming is so, a great tall person sport. So
1: I love that, but when I wasn't swimming, I was uh, I was kind of a video nerd.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's funny because the video nerds are who are making the difference in the world right now. <laughs> so it's not a bad time to be a video nerd. I should say um, in advance, uh, I should have said at the beginning, Ben and I have actually known each other for, I don't know, I was trying to add it up in the car many, many years now. Yeah, five, I mean, six years. Maybe? Five, six years, yeah, probably uh in our other careers mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that uh when we get to it a little bit so yeah. so you grew up in in uh south ogden yeah. went to high school swimming into film and stuff where did that take you from there after high school
1: um i i went on a mission i went to minneapolis minnesota
0: great great uh, city loved it i <laughs> love minneapolis um except for in the winter
1: yeah, it's cold.
0: Were you ever in downtown Minneapolis?
1: Um, I, you know, for conferences and meetings and things like yeah. that, but I, I never really served down there. I was I was mostly in the sticks. I, I spent a lot of my time up north. Oh, wow. Where they have the strong accents and where yeah. everybody plays hockey. <laughs> um, that's that's the beautiful place. Um, yeah,
0: it's nice up there. It's interesting, downtown Minneapolis, because it gets so unbelievably cold, but they're downtown. There are actually tunnels or bridges. Covered bridges everywhere. You can get building to building to building without ever going outside. Yep. Yeah, it's a neat city. So you served a mission in Minneapolis, came home, came back to Ogden. Did you go to to Weber right away then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did a year before the mission, and then I came back, and I just got it done.
0: Yeah. And then somewhere in here, you meet your wife.
1: Uh, I didn't meet my wife until I I was a a menace to society when I met my wife. I was 26.
0: (laughs) 26? 27
1: when we got married. But yeah, we
0: horrible we didn't, we
1: didn't meet till 26
0: so you, you didn't end up in jail that's amazing
1: so yeah so uh, she finished um she she finished school uh just before we got married now yeah. so she was a student and, I and
0: you was, and you were a student still
1: uh well I was kind of in between master's degree and bachelor's gotcha. degree so I was living in Ogden I was uh, I think I was actually working at Weber State that's when I met you yeah um but yeah, so I, I knew her when she was going to Weber State. She was dating my friend. I stole her away. <laughs> uh, you know you won. <laughs> I won. You won. That's all that matters. And we still are all friends at the end hey, of it. So that's it, fantastic. It out.
0: There's, you can't argue with that. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about your regular day-to-day job.
1: Well, I I, I did work at Weber State. I don't anymore. I uh, I work... Well, it depends on the day, what I do. <laughs> uh, I actually work for the church full-time. Yeah. So I uh, I work in marketing. I'm kind of like a project manager for a lot of different marketing projects, so a lot of social media campaigns. Sometimes when we build a website, uh, some some uh, mobile app designs, Different, just a range of different projects. I, I kind of am a project manager for those types of things, so it's really fun. I get to work with a lot of vendors, a lot of designers. Um, just a lot of people within the church and, uh, it's kind of a fun, exciting and, uh, a different side to the church that you get to see, but they now allow us to wear colored shirts and women can wear pants. So things are lo- loosening
0: up a little bit over. When the- did that all, when did that all oh, happen? Maybe
1: three months ago. Yeah.
0: Was that a big celebratory thing? Yeah. Were people really excited about yeah. that? Yeah. Well,
1: especially the women. Oh man. Yeah. Pants. My wife used to work for the church. She did an internship and she, um, and she worked in the in the cold of winter and so she'd have to wear a dress to work oh, every day and she just thought, I just need our pants it's freezing. Yeah. And so yeah they're they're happy that they're
0: in yeah. pants now. That's a, that's actually a pretty big deal. That's that's really cool. I was thinking about if uh if you ever knew that someone was gonna pull the prayed about it, you could fast about it that weekend. Oh, I think yeah. I think fasting trumps prayer in the <laughs> in the in the overall order of it. So yep. Maybe so, we'll that. so tell us a little bit about your wife. How did you you already told us that she was dating a friend of yours? Yeah. But uh you guys have been married now how long?
1: Uh six years.
0: Six yeah. years. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been
1: great.
0: That's really great. And you've lived here. How long?,
1: uh, we've lived in Ogden ever since. Um, we um, We've lived in this house that you're sitting in for two years. Yeah, we just had our uh, first kid two years ago. It's
0: awesome. Tell us Tell us about uh, tell us about your child.
1: Uh, our kid's awesome. Uh, her name's Lauren. She's just a uh, just an awesome kid. Um, when she was born, it's kind of been challenge after challenge with her. she um, she was she came a little bit early. And she had a, she had a thing with her throat that kept her from breathing mm. the way she was supposed to. And so she would kind of wheeze at night when she slept, she snored, uh, like a bear and we would oh, have seemed normal. And so the doctors like, Oh, it's, it's fine. Babies are noisy. Babies are just noisy. <laughs> and so we took her, so we took her to a different doctor and he's <sighs> like, you know, that's not normal. You probably need to go see an, an Ian, uh, a throat doctor yeah. down at primary children. Yeah. So we went down and he said, yeah, this is a problem. She's not getting enough oxygen. <sighs> and so we had a surgery at uh, two months old and, um, and that wow. was tough. And so she's just kind of been, uh, and she's, and she kind of has a little bit of uh, some developmental delays mm-hmm. right now. She's kind of trying to catch up. Yeah. Uh, we think that a lot of the trauma that she went through as a young kid is maybe just set her back a little bit. And so, um, and so just at age, two and a half now she just started to crawl and my wife and I could not be more thrilled. You know, you hear about these social media moms who when their kids start crawling at six months, they're like, Oh no, this is terrible. They're going to get into stuff. What are we going to do? Yeah. (laughs) It'll always always sting us to hear parents talk about their kids and how they was, they were so frustrated that they were getting into things and they were crawling and walking. We're like, you know, you know what we would give to have Mm. her, you know, catch up. And, and so, and so it's just she's taught us to be patient and taught us to be uh, humble, and um, we just love her. We just love watching her grow yeah. uh, every day. And so mm. we're just we're just super blessed to to have her and have her in our lives.
0: What an awesome perspective! Uh, it's interesting. I remember at a time when I was feeling low and going through a wonderful pity party, just on social media or somewhere, I read the quote. Somewhere in the world, someone is praying for something you're complaining about. And I remember I was specifically complaining about my job at that time. (laughs) And I remember having to kind of kick myself going, Geez, I have a job. Yeah. You know, the number of people that are are getting up in the morning praying, if I could only find work, you know, in the world. It's anyway, but that's that's really inspiring. With your daughter, how how did that change your view of faith or did that change your relationship? I know with me, I had a certain relationship with heavenly father and with faith. And then I've had kids who my kids have had all kinds of issues and each one of them has shifted or shaped my faith. Did Lauren, did Lauren change the way you view faith or your relationship with heavenly father?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you, your prayers are a lot more meaningful when you really, really, really want something. I, I guess I've, um, kind of coasted through life and I don't think I've ever had too many challenges when I, when yeah. I go through a hard time, I just kind of, I'm kind of a stubborn guy and I just kind of push myself through it and say, Oh, I can, I can handle this. But when it's someone that you love and someone that you care about and someone that's so helpless as your kid, um, that hurts. And so you really have to just show a lot of energy and and hope and faith when you pray and and uh and so so yeah you you definitely have to strengthen that faith muscle when, when mm. there's something that you really really want really really need
0: yeah it's it's different and it it is i'm grateful for the challenges now yeah. now that i'm on the other side of those challenges but as each new one comes man it's it's hard it's a big challenge um so so you've you're very involved in media. You're a photographer, videographer, filmmaker. All, kind of like all of these different arts. Um, before we get into kind of where you've gotten recent fame, tell us a little bit about the projects you've been working on, your YouTube uh, um, productions and whatnot.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I, 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 I've always, you know, for I don't know how long, maybe since I was in high school doing wedding videos for friends and doing slideshows for friends of my parents. Um, and you know, more recently kind of doing, you know, corporate videos and just things for clients. Um, there's always been a part of me that said, you know, I want to tell my own stories. You know, I don't want to tell your stories anymore. I don't want to tell them the way that you want to be told. I I want to express my own creativity. And so I, I love how YouTube allows you to do that where there's not any gatekeepers that you can give your content to the world and no one's going to be there to screen it or tell you how to change it. So I really love the, uh, the way that you can just be original and authentic with, with Facebook and with YouTube. And so I've always made, you know, dumb, fun videos, um, the way I want them to do. But, but I, I had a friend, uh, uh, two, three years ago, maybe three years ago, who, uh, has, who got one of those unlimited Olive Garden pasta passes. Do you, you've heard of this? It was the first year what? that they introduced this Olive Garden.
0: An unlimited <clears throat> pasta pass. Olive, How did yeah. I not know about this?
1: <laughs> yeah, Olive Garden came out and it was three years ago, and they said, "You know what? We are going to sell. I don't know how many, maybe a thousand,
0: like a season pass for pasta." Yes, yeah.
1: so they said, and it was, it was like a two month thing. So for two months, you would have this pass where you could get all the pasta you wanted. What? And so
0: I have never heard. And so of So it this. crashed
1: the website. Only a thousand people in the world were able to get it, and you read and you read stories about how you know one guy went to Olive Garden three meals a day for two months, and he made headlines doing this, and. Do you remember
0: how much this was? He
1: yeah, has a hundred dollars. He paid a hundred dollars. A
0: hundred dollars for two months of unlimited pasta. Yeah.
1: Jeez. So my friend got one. He was one of the lucky ones. Um, somehow he got it. And
0: no way.
1: And uh, and he'd come and he'd he'd show up at our doors with pasta. He, I mean, obviously he went for himself, but he would just give it away. And then maybe a month into it, he thought, you know, I could be doing so much more with this pasta pass. And so he would go to Olive Garden and he would pick up, you know. A couple meals a day, uh, maybe, maybe multiple times a day, and he would drive down the street here in Ogden, and he would look for homeless people who needed food. And wow. He would deliver
0: no his Olive way. Garden food
1: to them, and I thought this is such a cool story. Let me follow you around with a camera and film it and and tell this story. And so, wow, we did that, and I don't know how many people he fed that day, but I just, I just followed him around one afternoon as he as he fed homeless people Olive Garden. <laughs>
0: That's and a great he, story, and
1: he uploaded it, <laughs> and I I edited edited it, and then I gave it to him, and he uploaded it, and it just exploded. It went uh, crazy. It was featured by People Magazine, by Business Insider, by you name it, Newsweek, everybody.
0: So Olive Garden loved it, and so I mean so Olive, Olive Garden ev- must well, have just loved well, it. it right? That was
1: interesting because everybody was saying, "Wow, Olive Garden, create uh, what is this an honest uh, marketing?" They were they were kind of mad at of that, they they, Olive Garden. They were going to. They thought did they think Olive Garden? They thought it was some guerrilla like marketing promo? effort oh. that Olive Garden did, and so people gotcha. were tweeting at Olive Garden saying, "What are you doing?" And so Olive Garden came back and said, "Hey, this isn't us. We applaud his efforts, but hey, we had no part in this." Wow. And um, and it was such a huge thing. Um, Olive Garden <laughs> actually reached out and personally thanked us, and um, they they invited us to dinner one night, and they just totally took care of us.
0: No way. <laughs> They said, wow, "Hey, that's such a great They said, story. "Hey, you
1: two, come in. Anything you want, it's on us. We appreciate what you did. It's a good thing that we weren't uh, alcohol drinkers, or else we could have really raked up the bill."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet they were expecting that. Yeah, I think they I were. I bet they were expecting bottles of wine, but it just and, went
1: so huge that I thought, uh, "Wow, I need to do more of this because this was really fun." <laughs> yeah,
0: Ben, that's neat. So that was kind of that kind of gave you the bug for this kind of viral type of. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you enjoy then more of the documentary style rather than the production?
1: I kind of do because it just feels more authentic, a little bit more real. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and I think I think it's just easier to capture a little bit. Well, it's so harder
0: just... to tell a narrative in a documentary cuz you don't control it. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm sure there are times where you just want to tell someone do this or say this. Right. But, but you kind of have to take what uh, what they give you in a documentary. Yeah. Oh that's really cool. What other what other notable projects have you worked on that that you would love people to see? First of all, if they want to see this project, you know what's it what's it called or is there a channel it's under? Um, they want to watch the so, olive garden project.
1: So, yeah, so shortly after that, I started my YouTube, excuse me, my YouTube channel. Nice. And my YouTube channel is called Pleasant Green, and I couldn't think of any name for my channel.
0: Pleasant Green. Where yeah. did that come from then? So
1: Pleasant Green is my great great. I think my fourth great grandpa, and he was uh, mm. a member of the church in Nauvoo. I think I think his family joined the church somewhere around there, and then they came west, and I think and his family settled uh, the Harrisville area, which is mm. just kind of near yeah. Ogden here. And so his name was Pleasant Green Taylor.
0: Wait, his name was Pleasant Green. Yes,
1: his name was Pleasant Green <laughs> Taylor, and he was just such a what a great name, Pleasant he, Green. Yeah, I love the name. I yeah. want to name my kid Pleasant Green, but my wife won't have it. Funny enough. <clears throat> but uh, but he was a super colorful guy. He was a, he was Pleasant a bishop Green. here in the area for a lot of years. He had four wives, I think. So a lot of the people in Ogden would know that name because yeah. they come from him. But he <laughs> was just his journals are just full of super color, colorful stories and interactions wow. with Brigham Young and, and other, you know, notable church leaders. And so I thought that's just a, such a cool name. Yeah, and so I named that my YouTube channel. I didn't really think my YouTube channel would go anywhere, but yeah, well, so that's, that's the secret behind the name.
0: What else is on your YouTube channel? People may want to see.
1: Well, the first video I ever uploaded was was, um, and this is going to tie into the story that you you're going to want to know about. But I always get contacted by internet scammers every time I try to. Sell, <laughs> I sell a lot of things on KSL and Craigslist.
0: Yeah, and
1: and I have to just filter out all these. You know Nigerian people who want to call and Mm, it's ridiculous and try to offer me way more than I'm asking, and then they want me to wire the money through Western Union. And so I thought, I'm so sick of this. And so I thought, what am I, what am I going to do to get these guys back? And so I decided I was going to play along. I was going to lead this guy on. This was one, this was one instance where a guy tried to buy my camera, and I thought I'm really going to mess with this guy. And so, I, <laughs> and so, I agreed to uh, send him the camera if he sent me the money. So, he said, hey, I'll send you the money. Check your email right now. So, I checked my email and I got a message that looked like it was from PayPal, but it was a, it was a fake account. It was like yeah, PayPal sure. at somethingsomething.com. Yeah. So, you know, a, a, an old grandma or somebody who wasn't you know paying attention might think, oh, hey, there's, yeah, there's the money. Yeah, it says
0: PayPal. It's been sure.
1: deposited. Okay, let me ship you yeah. my goods. So, so, I knew that he had uh, fake paid me. He didn't really pay me. So, I thought... Okay, I'm just going to play along. So I said, okay, I'm going to send you your camera right now. And So I went to a website that uh, is a prank website that uh, will send. uh, They specialize in sending animal feces. (laughs) And so I typed in his address, and I had the company mail him a box of of horse waste. And they provided a tracking number and everything. So I said, okay, here's your tracking number.
0: I had no clue these existed. watch,
1: Watch as it makes its way over to you. Uh, and so I made a video about how I did this. Where,
0: where did you ship to? Where was it? It was in Nigeria. So you shipped horse feces.
1: Well, I didn't. The company. Right. I paid the company you 20 bucks. You paid the company. 20 bucks. I thought, hey, this is worth it. <laughs> to ship
0: it out to Nigeria. Yeah. That is hilarious. And so I made this
1: video and it kind of did the same thing as the uh, Olive Garden video. It just, it kind of blew up. Uh, and I thought, I like doing this. This is kind of fun. Ben, that
0: is so funny. Oh my gosh, that's great. So that that one did not have a great ending. By the way, I mean we can all go watch the video. But did you hear from the scammer again?
1: Yeah. So I did a follow up video, and it did even and it blew up again. <laughs> I thought this has got to, this is going to be the theme of my YouTube channel. Me messing with scammers. So every yeah. time a scammer reaches out to me, I'm just going to mess with them, and I'm going to make a funny video, and people will love me, and I'll be the next PewDiePie or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I quit
1: my job, I'll be a YouTuber. Because no, no,
0: no one likes scammers. You know, my, no. my, I had, my daughter went to sell a saddle one time on KSL and immediately she got the, I will pay you $200 extra and yep. a guy's going to come by and get the money and whatever. And, you know, and, and my daughter didn't know better. She was 18 at the time, mm-hmm. but just had never dealt with anything like this. And I happened to talk to her and she said, "Oh yeah, I just got this check. I'm going to go cash it." I said, "No, you're not. <laughs> Let me deal with this guy and, you know, it's it's terrible the way people t- try to take advantage of you. The two worst parts of selling anything on KSL, one the scammers and two the lowballers. Yep. And uh I had a friend who had a truck that he was selling for 10 grand, 10,000 even. And somehow when he put it up on KSL, uh it came up as 1,000 instead of 10,000. Uh, so here he has this truck that was easily worth ten grand, listed for a thousand. Two minutes later, his phone rings, and a guy goes, "Would you take eight hundred for it?" <laughs> <laughs> it's already nine thousand dollars, undervalued. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. Well, it's it's a it's a good good way to find subjects for your videos. So this kind of leads us to what has become uh, Ben. It's a phenomenon. I mean, it's amazing how big. This last video uh, has been your this story that you're about to tell us. Um, I first saw it from you, but then I cannot get on Facebook now without seeing it <laughs> without a friend reposting it. So, I mean, yeah, I blew up before before we get into the story itself. Any guess between all the sources as to how many views it's had?
1: Well, I, I put it on YouTube and it's got a about a little over a quarter million. Jeez. Uh, but then some some groups uh reached out to me to ask if they could put it on on facebook unilab which has like 33 million followers are like the yeah. kings of viral videos yeah uh so i agreed to let them feature it i think one other group reached out and i think between the two of them oh 15 million views maybe amazing <laughs> so it's really exploded on facebook
0: well, we have, I think, teased the listeners enough, so why don't we get into what the story actually is, and I'll just, I'll sit back and let you tell the story, because you tell it much better than I do, and then our viewers, or our, our viewers, our listeners, we don't have viewers, we don't do videos, mm-hmm. um, but our listeners can certainly then go check it out, but I wanted to get a little more detail than what we're able to get on, on the video review of it. So. Yeah,
1: so the video that blew up that you're, you're referencing is actually the, the 16th episode of, um, of this series of, of my interactions with a guy named Joel in Liberia. So he reached out to me maybe three or even four months ago and he said, Hey, my name's Joel and I'm looking for financial assistance. Can you please help me? Can you please send me premium electronic devices? I'll sell them over here and I'll split the profits with you. And I saw that and I'm like, no, you won't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have you got, have you gotten that intro before?
1: Uh, no, but this last guy that I worked with, I, I called him out and I said, hey, you're just scamming me. And he said, you're right. I'm poor. I'm in need. Uh, how about you go in business with me? And I said, no. And so I, I know that I know that what that's what they do is that they try to get these electronic devices from people and they sell them. And, and yeah. so and so kind of this was the first time that someone just approached me out of nowhere and just said, hey, <laughs> I need some help. Can you yeah. send me some? some laptops some uh phones some tvs and i thought no I'm, I'm not going to but i let him but i thought hey this is a good subject for my next video because yeah. my youtube channel hasn't i haven't uploaded something in a couple months so this sure. is a good opportunity to, to upload another video and so did,
0: did the did the email from joel seem different than the other ones or was it more of the same
1: Uh, you know, it was different. Now that I look back at it, he actually said, Hey, this is my name. This is where I live.
0: And did that, did that check out? It turned out his name really is Joel. Uh, as far as I know. He lives in Liberia. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, and so that was a little different, but still I just thought, no, this is a scam. This isn't, this isn't real. And so, so for six, and so I, and so I, I, I tried to, I thought I'd test the water a little bit. And so I (laughs) went to the DI and I bought like this piece of junk radio transmitter for like five bucks. And I mailed it to his contact in New Jersey and his contact in New Jersey said, no, this isn't going to work. I need something more. And so I was kind of testing out the waters to see, mm. you know, how this operation worked a little bit. So he had a
0: legitimate contact here in the States. Yeah. I yeah.
1: had a guy named Musa that he wanted me to talk to mm. in New Jersey. And so, um, and so, Musa. I, so I was working with him and then I, I, and, and, and I kind of got to the end of the line there and I said, wow, uh, I got to see if this is real or not, or, I, I, I didn't think it was real, but at that point, I'm, I wanted to try a different approach. I, I wanted to yeah. say, if this guy's real, and if he really needs help, then he's going to do what I ask him to do, and I'm going to try to offer him a job, and if he wants my money, he's going to do what I ask him, so I, I just wanted to see if he'd be willing to do work that I wanted him to do, so I asked hey, right. I'm in the photography business, would you be willing to take pictures of where you live in Liberia and send those pictures to me? <laughs> and he said... Yes, but I don't, have, I don't have a great camera. And I said, that's okay. I don't need a great camera. Good photographers are not limited by their equipment, just no. by their creativity. So let me see you, what you can do. And if I like your pictures, I'll pay you. So
0: Were you were you corresponding by email or by Facebook. by Facebook all Messenger? Facebook. Yep. Did you talk at any point? Did you actually talk across Facebook or was it all just Messenger? Message. All messages. Because
1: I, I asked him if I could call and he said his, his phone like the speaker and his phone didn't work. And so that's, that's another red flag. Yeah. Yeah, You're definitely a
0: Yeah, No question. No question.
1: (laughs) And so, and so I just thought he was going to.
0: So you asked him, when you asked him for photography, was your mindset, were you guessing that, Hey, he's going to give it a shot or were you thinking he's going to tell you to, to take a hike?
1: I just wanted to see if he'd play along and I thought he would totally be, (laughs) no, I'm here for the electronics. (laughs) If if you're not going to help me, I'll go find someone else. So uh, I just was throwing it out there, saying, "Hey, if you if you really want to work, if you're really in need of money, here's an opportunity for you." And so, to my surprise, he said, "Okay, I'll do it. I will take picture." And I asked him to take a picture of a sunset. And if you watch the video, you'll see the pictures and they were just awful.
0: They are Terrible. so bad. I
1: think that he had a flip phone from 15 years ago or something.
0: I, I actually, I looked at the pictures on the video. I wondered if it was even from a phone. Yeah. I wondered if he had a, like a 1970s Instamatic, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it Maybe. really, although it was digital, I assume he wouldn't have taken the time to actually develop film or anything. But, but he actually,
1: yeah. But he actually did the work. But he did it. He did it. And so I just. How got,
0: surprised were you when you actually got photos back from Joel?
1: Uh, totally. I just thought that. I just thought that he'd run and say, "Yeah, this guy's not falling for my trick." But he was. He actually took me up on my offer. He said, "This guy wants pictures. He says he'll pay me. I'm going to do my best." Mm. But they were just so bad. That I'm like. What am I gonna do with these?
0: <laughs> What's funny is they were bad, but they weren't bad like little kid bad. They were bad in execution, but it's not like he just ran around. You could tell there was effort put into it, mm-hmm. but they just weren't good. No, they
1: weren't good. And yeah. So and so he and so he he knew that they weren't great, and he said, you know, I could do a lot better job for you if I had a better camera. So why don't you send me one hundred twenty five dollars for a good camera, and I'll take some better pictures? I'm like, no, now you just want money so you can run and yeah. Then, you're gonna ruin my thing. So what if I send you the camera? What if I send you a nice camera and you'll take the pictures and then send them to me? He said, "Okay, fine." And so, <laughs> and so I sent him a camera, and it wasn't a nice camera. It was like a thirty-dollar camera. It was a point-and-shoot that I got off Amazon. It was like thirty bucks. And so, yeah. and so I mailed it to him, and I had a friend help me out and ship it over there. And people in Liberia, they—it's not like they live on streets uh, with houses like ours. They they live in little communities. They live in huts, and so it was a. I, I still to this day do not understand how that camera was delivered to <laughs> Joel in this little rural village in Liberia, but it it was. And so I was so I was so impressed that I got there and and I said I said, okay, Joel, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you take some pictures, so why don't you pull it out? Why don't you practice? Why don't you get ready? So when the assignment comes, you're ready. He's like, he's like, This is a valuable thing. I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, break it, I don't wanna mess with it. And so I thought, that was the first time that I thought, Wow, wow is this guy for real? He's treating this $30 camera like it's this precious gift, like it's this high-end item. Hmm. And so I thought, okay, is this guy for real or not? Yeah. And so I said, hey, I just want to see what Liberia is like. I want to. I want you to show me the difficulties. I want you to show me the beauty. Just show me what life is like through your eyes. And so he took these pictures, and he had to go find uh, somewhere to plug his camera in. He had to go find a computer, and I think he had to pay This guy a little bit of money to use Mm -hmm. his computer and email the pictures but but he did it and
0: does do do you know what his living conditions are at all do you have any idea i mean based
1: on the pictures that i've seen it's rough i mean he's i mean they're looking at his village
0: it was i mean it was primitive i mean they're huts
1: huts. they sleep on the floor um i mean it's it's tough from what i can see over there i can't imagine Incredible. And, and so the picture, the first pictures that I got were still pretty bad. Yeah. Like I'm just like, joe just hold the camera still, man. <laughs> like they were so blurry. They
0: were bad. Like
1: I'm wondering what you were trying to capture because sometimes the camera's pointed down. Sometimes it was, sometimes the, the light was in front of him. So everything was just shadowy and dark. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, all right, if this guy is serious, I got to give him some tips. I got to teach him where to position the sun how to hold your camera, how to hold it still. Here's some basic tips to take a good picture because if, if I'm going to pay you some money for these pictures, they got to be better than this.
0: So suddenly you are teaching photography lessons to a Liberian scammer. Yeah. And my I mean, wife, this is the craziest, craziest, most convoluted story. I love it. I absolutely love it. And my wife is
1: like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking to?
0: <laughs> and so I've just oh, got this guy awesome. in Liberia
1: that I'm talking to every day trying to teach how to ta- how to use a camera. Uh-huh.
0: So okay. you're sending him tips. Yeah. Did I mean, I guess there was nowhere for him to really go watch YouTube videos or anything on this. Well, he didn't have a computer. He didn't, didn't, have, have, computer, he didn't have a
1: smartphone. So I, I would imagine no.
0: No, he's just getting Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Gosh, Ben, that is amazing. So where does the story go from there?
1: So the pictures actually got better. <laughs> like, And they they were actually pretty good. And yeah. I was impressed with them. and I and I started showing these on my YouTube channel, and 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 people on people who watch my YouTube channels, they were like, "This is the guy who who messes with the scammers. He's he's a he's a he's trolling them. He's teaching them a lesson." So they were rooting for me. They were like, "Let's teach that Joel a lesson." But at this point, they're like, "Wow, come on, Joel, you can do it."
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> so incredible. Rooting
1: for him now, so this whole thing has turned a one eighty. And so it was kind of cool to see, you know, them change their attitude and see, you know, just everything just flip. Yeah. And so the pictures actually started to be pretty good. And Joel's like, okay, well, now you owe me. I did what you told me to do. I'm like, oh, no.
0: So (laughs) Joel came back and said, I want the money now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I told him that I'd pay him. I think I paid him $14 for... I told him I'd pay him $28 for 50 pictures. That's what we negotiated on, which is, I guess, pretty good money over there. Yeah. Um, At least, you know, to it by. And, um, and so I, I paid him that $28 and I thought, mm. and, and it, and it really, and it, you, you go through the series and you watched it, it. was a hassle. I mean, he had to go to the Western union bank to <laughs> yeah. pick up his money. And apparently there were crazy lines and he said it wasn't, he'd have to wait for hours in line unless he picked up amounts of like 500 or more or a hundred or more. How crazy. And so it was just, and then, and then his camera got seized by the police apparently. So all these crazy things that he had to go through. Oh my gosh. Just to get me these pictures. And so I figured that when I sent him, when I sent him this $28, he's going to say, okay, thanks for the memories. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go do something else now. And you
0: had to wire it to him through Western Union. There was no other way to send it. Right. Mm.
1: And so, and so I thought that would, that'd be it. That'd be a fun little experiment that I had, but he's like, okay, I am ready to devote myself to this business. I'm ready to. Wow. I'm ready to do my best. I'm ready to do. I've made
0: twenty eight dollars, so I'm all in. And so I'm like,
1: oh man, I can't just keep paying you for these pictures that are. (laughs) I mean, they're okay.
0: But what are you going to do with them? I
1: thought, okay, so and then and at this point, I've got people emailing me from Somalia and Nigeria and Kenya saying, (laughs) "Hey, I'm a lot better than Joel." Look at these pictures. And I'm like, You've got photographer
0: scammers all over the world now wanting to work with you. What am I going
1: to do? So I'm like, okay, well, so how can I help Joel? I want to get him so that he's more independent. Mm. I want to, I want to teach him the importance of hard work. And so I said, okay, I got to sell these pictures. If I can sell these pictures, then I can compensate you more. So I put together this little photo book. And I thought I'd, I'd go through like Shutterfly or somewhere else, but they were all so much. And so, I basically made a, a photo book that's basically a, a pamphlet. It's not like a hard yeah. cover. I mean, it's a, it's a nice little um, it's a nice little booklet that I think people would like, but I put this together with some of his best photos and told mm. his story a little bit. And I started an IndieGogo campaign and I said, "Here's the story. Here's what, here's what we're doing. This is the story of Joel. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying mm. to help him out, support him, buy his book for 10 bucks. And let's see if we can't get him uh, a better computer, a better camera. Let's just get him on his feet again. Yeah. And I, I set it for twenty five hundred because I think that's how my, that's how much I needed to cover the, the cost of the printing and yeah. to get some money for Joel. But uh, so twenty five hundred. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. I I thought probably not. But let's let's see what we can do. And yeah. it exploded. We we hit thirteen thousand.
0: $13,000 raised yeah. on IndieGogo. So about
1: 1,000 copies. Ugh, and, incredible. And I thought it would just be a, you know a couple people in the US, maybe you know like my friends, yeah. my family that would have bought the sure. book. Um I sold these books in 40 different countries.
0: So yeah. all over you the world. You are kidding me. was so, amazing.
1: So yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: So now now you've you've had a successful IndieGogo. Yeah. You're all in on this thing. I mean, this has like become a big operation now. Yeah. Because now you got to print more than a thousand books.
1: Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't have budget to send these to a fulfillment company or anything. So now I've got a thousand books that I promised to ship out. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, I need help. So I recruited friends. Oh, uh, there were so pe- there were people in Provo who saw my videos and they reached out to me because I've got a copy of, I got a picture of the Salt Lake temple in the background of all my videos if you haven't noticed oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I yeah. think a couple of youtubers have noticed but not very many so great and so one person you know said hey he's from Utah so they reached out to me so some people from Provo drove up and oh, we just we just awesome. we just busted it out one night and just packaged a thousand different books and sent them out all over the world and and uh, so it was amazing. just awesome to see people respond with pictures of them holding themselves, yeah, uh, holding holding books. I had people in Chicago, people in London, people in Australia holding pictures of their books. And no. so, this is cool.
0: I think that was one of the most inspiring parts of the last video. Yeah. Is this montage of people holding up the books that they've gotten and the pride they have in their faces. Yeah. So
1: the last video, I basically summarized everything. I said, let's bring it all together. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you where we started and where we ended up. Yeah.
0: So uh so now people have got these books you've got some money Where's Joel? What does Joel need out of all this? <laughs> uh
1: so yeah so I thought wow I've probably raised about you know the cost of shipping and the cost of books and the like, sure. Indiegogo fees and the credit card fees I mean there's a lot of costs that went into this and a lot more than I was expecting honestly <laughs> but uh but in the end Joel was going to make about 2000 bucks which is a ton of money, That's crazy. a ton of money for some Liberian. So I thought I can't send him all this money. I just got to send it to him in bits and pieces so he doesn't get himself killed yeah, or blow it on something. Stupid. Well,
0: or not even get it. I mean, you know, yeah. the corruption. Yeah. Totally. Someone else could have taken it. Totally. Yeah, sure.
1: And so I, I thought I'd just give it to him bit by bit. But I also made a promise in my Indiegogo video that I was going to give half this money because the, the deal was Joel, Joel and I would split the profits 50, 50. Yeah. But I said, I can't, you know, in good conscience, keep that kind of money for myself. <laughs> so I'm just going to give it to charity. I'm going I'm I'm to find a charity over there in Liberia. And I'm just going to give it to them. But, but I couldn't find one that I trusted. And so I, I asked Joel and I said, hey, what do you think we could do with my portion of the money? Do you know of any needs? Is mm. there anything in your community that could benefit from, from my share of the money? And I thought, okay, this is where we're going to find out if Joel's for real or not. Either he's going to yeah. say, yeah, send me the money. And yeah, then just send it run, to me. I got it. He'd get double, <laughs> double what he earned. Sure. And so I started and said, "Hey, I'm going to send you $500, but this money's not for you. You got your half. This money is going to be for uh, the people in need. So who do you mm. think needs it?" And He says, "Well, you know, who needs the money the most are the kids. Um, there's kids who <clears throat> who struggle in school here because they don't have the supplies. Any, they, they don't have notebooks. They don't have pencils. They don't have book bags to carry anything. Mm. So I think we could use this money, and we could get all the kids in, in the local schools in my neighborhood, backpacks, pencils, notebooks, wow. stationery, all this stuff. And I thought, that'd be great, but I don't know if you're going to do that or not. So I sent him <laughs> the money. I figured I still owed him a little bit more, so I thought, this is going to be an experiment. I don't know if Joel's going to use this money or if he's just going to pocket it. But but he emailed me, or he, he wrote me on Facebook a couple days later, and he said, Okay, we're ready to go. I'm ready to deliver these items tomorrow. And he showed me pictures of his house, his hut, <laughs> just packed with backpacks and Notebooks and pencils, and
0: he just bought these at a local store. Yeah, he
1: went down to the local market. He he asked me to you know buy them here in America and send them to him, but I thought the cost will be yeah, atrocious. The shipping costs would just so I figured, well, he maybe maybe he can help the local economy and sure buy the buy the stuff over there and then and then go and deliver. <laughs> I love them. this. And so he did, and so the pictures were just, I mean they they're they're moving to me. Yeah, just to see all these kids holding their backpacks and their pencils and their notebooks and I thought Joel was just going to run with it, but. He kept his word. He yeah. he delivered it. And
0: uh, and again, for our, our listeners, when you're done with this, and by the way, like always, there will be links to all of this on latterdaylives.com. Uh, we'll have show notes and there will be links to the videos. And uh, you have to go watch the video because when you see the look on the kids' faces, I mean, it's just, it is so beautiful and so incredible to see these happy kids getting Getting these backpacks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just awesome. I want
1: to. I want to read you one last thing, and this is for your listeners only. I haven't shared this with my YouTube audience. Oh, anything, wow, awesome! This, this came in this morning. Yeah, and, I, and I, I saw this when I woke up, and I was just really, really moved by it. As, especially as we, you know, move into November and we think about gratitude and Thanksgiving. Um, he sent this message to me this morning.
0: This is from Joel.
1: This is from Joel, yeah. And and what is. And and, and and when you look at my first videos his English is so broken. Like when he says the he says D. When he says it, he says eight for some reason. Like, okay,
0: does is this what where the name of the book yeah, comes from? So the,
1: the name of the book is by the grace of God because like literally every other word Joel was saying by he D, says, grace of God. D. He had such faith that God had a plan for him, that God was gonna help him overcome his challenges, his financial worries. That he's I was, always saying, I was by, wondering, by by the grace of God, I'll get you those pictures next week. By the grace of God, you'll sell lots of books. By the you know,
0: everything. And so the book is called "By the Grace." Yeah,
1: by the grace of God. Yeah, mm,
0: And incredible. so, and so now when I
1: read this to you, you're going to notice that his his English is better. Like I don't know if it's because he's talking to me and I'm using proper English, mm. or, or or what, but I'm just super impressed that his his language has just improved so much. But this really moved me this morning. He said. Okay, on this first Sunday of November, I would like to extend my thanks and appreciation to you for what you did for me. You took shame and disgrace from me. You saved me from a big trouble that could have placed me in almost one-year prison. I was owing a bank, 4750 U.S. dollars. By the grace of God, you, uh, 65% of this money was paid and the rest was waived. So I'm very grateful to God and to you. I couldn't tell you because I never wanted you to feel downhearted and discouraged. So that's what I was going through. Once again, thank God and thank you. I just thought, wow, <laughs> that's not a scammer.
0: Gosh. So now I'm crying, which is nice. Ben, that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. I mean, that, that, there's no reward that you can get from a commercial project like that. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the most incredible things I've ever heard. This whole story. I mean, and you could have written this guy off. Yeah. I do it all the time. I get hit up by scammers left and right. I don't, uh, mess with them. I don't do anything. I just walk away from them. And yet it's easy for us to, I think, quantify and classify people we don't know as just a scammer. And I think it makes it easier for us to get, to forget that these are children of God, Yeah. that their circumstances have made them, you know, have put them in bad places, doing bad things now. Incredible.
1: Yeah. I think that when you get to know, when you, when you get to know people a little bit, sometimes they, sometimes they surprise you.
0: Yeah. And, um, can the, people still order the book or is that window closed?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> As soon as this video went up, it started to get a lot of attention. So people were yeah. like, hey, can I still get the book? And I thought, well, I, I think I still have like 10 or 20. Yeah. So I set up a website called bydegraceofgod.com.
0: By D, the letter D, graceofgod.com.
1: And I didn't really set an inventory level on yeah. the number of books I had. So when I woke up in the morning, it sold like 100. <laughs> <And
0: I'm laughs> so like, now okay, you got to reorder. Got to make a lot more books.
1: So now yeah. as you're sitting in my living room where I filmed all – or my kitchen yeah. where I filmed all this, yeah. you can see around the corner I've – I've got my little shipping studio where uh, where I go to work, and then my wife stays home and she packages books. It's awesome uh, for Joel, and so um, and so. Yeah, I I, I think that we're going to try to try to help Joel get his uh, business up and running, and then the rest of the money we're gonna we're gonna look for uh, uh, efforts over there that we can support and do good things with.
0: Ben, it's it's awesome. What uh, I mean, uh, you know, the gospel. The, the gospel lessons from this to me are instant and obvious and many. I mean, there are so many of these, but the one that keeps jumping out to my mind specifically is uh, the idea of the one yeah. that he knows us all yeah. that, you know, that, that God reached out to you or that, you know, that, that, uh, this poor man who's going through so much Joel reached out to you, but that wasn't a coincidence. There was a plan here. You know, there was a bigger purpose.
1: Sounds like it.
0: Yeah. And how often do we, do we not respond? I also think that there's something really just beautiful about the fact that this was done piece by piece. And that not only was that because you weren't dumb enough to just ship him a bunch of money or a bunch of electronics, but he couldn't handle that. I just have to think that, Joel, if you had just said, hey, here you go, Joel would have gotten what he expected, which would have been, okay, I scam this guy. I'm on to the next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, I think there's just an incredible lesson when when I pray, when you pray, we, we want the big thing, and instead we get pieces. And it's frustrating. I'm sure Joel just wanted the money. Stop <laughs> making me take pictures. And yet when I hear that amazing, touching letter that is one of the most beautiful things I've heard you know, how much better it was for Joel that he didn't get his prayer answered of you just sending him electronics. He would still be hustling or maybe be in prison for that matter. Right. But instead you've built uh, a future and it's just been, it's such an awesome story. Uh, What, what, I mean, what, what, what's your other takeaway from this?
1: I, well, the funny thing is now I get emails from people in Somalia and Nigeria saying, Hey, what can you do for me? <laughs> and it's frustrating because you know this this has taken a lot of time, um, a, a lot of a lot of effort. Um, it's taken a lot of time away from family and from work. And so I think, you know, I wish that I could just quit my job and just make this my career, just yeah. to be like the Ellen of YouTube and just help everybody. <laughs> That'd be nice. And I don't know if I can. I w- I want to do what I can, um, but I but I think that hopefully this might inspire other people to give people, maybe a second look, maybe a, another chance to yeah. get people just to help, uh, people not to judge so quickly. Um, mm. I hope that maybe this message will tell people that those people that, that that write you randomly or that contact you on the street or whatever, they, they are, they're real people and they're, yeah. they're, ch- they're children of God and that they, they're looking for, uh, that hand. And so when we, um, can extend that hand of, of help and do what we can, sometimes we, we see cool miracles like this. So. It's, well, it's, it's like the it's like the stars on the seashore story and you know you can't yeah. help them all but the ones that you can't help that makes all the difference
0: uh ben it's it's awesome and what you're doing is inspiring i've known known you for a long time and known you were a good man for a long time but uh hearing this story it just blows me away and i appreciate the extra insight uh we'll wrap up today with the way we wrap up every episode that we do it's a simple question that maybe doesn't have a simple answer, but it's open for your interpretation. question is, what do you love about uh, being a member of the church, or what does being a member of the church mean to you?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, like I said, I, I go to church six days a week, Yeah, <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's what I do. Um,
0: but you may that, have to clean the chapel occasionally on Saturday oh, as well. Yeah. So. yeah,
1: so sometimes seven, but uh, it's... it's uh, you know, I, I just I, I think having a community uh, of believers is 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 just super. It's just huge for me to know that uh, you have that support system. Uh, you have people with like minded beliefs. Um, that you have a faith that you can fall back on on hard times. I mean, those are the things that I. I, I, I treasure that, I love that, I think is important in society. Um, I think that in a time when, when, uh, when secularism is on the rise, I just, I think there's a place for religion. I think that it needs to be there. I think that it brings out the good in people, and um, I'm grateful that uh, I have good examples around me to do that, and so I hope that I can just uh, be one of them.
0: Well, you've certainly done so through your uh work with joel through uh sharing this through youtube i think you're a true credit to our religion and a good man and i'm glad we get to be friends this was really cool today so thank you so much for being on podcast
1: i i appreciate you bringing me on this has been fun
0: all right to all of our listeners be sure to go and check out pleasant green now you know the backstory as to why it's called. Yep. And uh, by degraceofgod.com to check out all these things. And they can get a hold of you through all that. They can yeah. reach you through from the website if you wanted to send Ben a message. Yeah. Then that's a, a great way or, to do or it. Or I set
1: up a Twitter account, Pleasant Green. <laughs> oh, Pleasant. <laughs> at, at, at Pleasant Green. At Pleasant
0: Green. Yeah. That's awesome. Because
1: people wanted to reach out to me and I thought, well, I don't yeah. want you email me, but you can tweet me. Yeah.
0: yeah, so you reach out to him through Twitter. Ben, thank you. Thank you. Um, my special thanks to my guest ben taylor what a great story i so thoroughly enjoyed that Um, i should mention during the conversation with ben i did say that i was going to tell you how i knew ben (laughs) before working for the church ben used to work for weber state university and he worked there at the bookstore and uh, in my career i work selling uh, consumer electronic accessories And I work with a lot of college bookstores, and Ben and I became friends at some of the trade shows uh, working together as I sold products into the bookstore. That's how Ben and I became friends. Not a major thing, but I did mention that I I was going to address it. So I just got so caught up in everything that Ben shared. What a great story. Super proud to be a friend of Ben's, and, and I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did enjoy it and you know someone else who would enjoy it, please, as always, if you could share this podcast with others, that would be great. Uh, We are growing in leaps and bounds. Uh, We had a few hundred more downloads or listens last month than we did the previous month, and the previous month we were surprised at how big it had gotten. So really excited for how much it's grown, and that kind of feeds into this week's My Latter-day Life, uh, which is earlier this week. Uh, The amazing John Dye with Boncom uh boncom does a lot of pr work as well as uh just marketing and promotions with the church and uh john is just a very special and amazing guy and he is very involved in all that he invited me to join this conference that they do with uh influencers it was social media influencers people with youtube pages uh people with big followings on blogs uh, whatever social media stars basically and a few of us podcasters, and I got to go and attend this where we talked about how the church is going to be promoting uh, this year, just like last year, the hashtag Light the World. And it's such a special thing the church does, and they put quite a few resources behind it. And there are some pretty major LDS artists that are going to be doing special events, concerts, videos, blog episodes, whatnot, And through John and through Boncom, we were able to connect with uh, a couple of really cool LDS celebrities that I'm just giddy about. I don't want to ruin it by telling you who just yet, but they are some really cool people, uh, artists, who have agreed to come on the podcast and to discuss the Light the World campaign and some of the special things they're going to do. So... Over the next few weeks, check it out uh, and be sure to share it with friends. We're going to have them on as guests and be talking about the efforts with Light the World for Christmas this year. What a special thing, and my thanks to my friend John Dye for letting me be a part of it. Very, very exciting. And, of course, it's thanks to you, the listeners, because if I didn't have listeners, we wouldn't have a show. And that is our show for this week. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in this week and every week. Remember, I love receiving emails. I can be reached at Sean at LatterdayLives.com. That's S-H-A-W-N at latterdaylives.com. Show notes for this episode and well, all the recent episodes at least are available at www.latterdaylives.com. Social media, we're all over it. Twitter, we're latterday underscore lives. Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com slash Latterday Lives Podcast. And on Instagram, we are ladder underscore day underscore lives. If you search for Latterday Lives on any of these, you should be able to find us. And remember, we can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on pretty much all the platforms. Google Play Music, wherever you get the your podcasts, that's where we are and all episodes can be streamed directly from latterdaylives.com. So again this week, thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to catching up with you next week when we'll have another great guest with you. But until then, keep in mind, as in every week, that there is a great, big, beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening.